now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Puckle Podcast. I am your temporary co uh, host for this week, Claude Nine, here with some of our greatest co hosts of all time. We have the fluffiest of all the Whimsicots. That is such high praise. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hello. And we have the guy, you put all of your apples in to carry them around, Basket. <laughs> yes, yes, that is one of my, that is what I'm best at, yes. I, I had to think of something, I'm like, what can I do with Basket? And I'm like, oh, I use a basket when I go apple picking. That's it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, we're actually diverse. We can hold very many different kinds of fruit. Ooh, mm. what's your favorite type of fruit to hold? Oh, man, I have never been asked that question before. <laughs> Nobody has ever cared. So sad. Uh, let's say, uh, well, I'll tell you which one I hate. Okay. Kiwis. Because uh, it feels like I'm just carrying around a bunch of rats. Ooh. All right. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. As you may have noticed, uh, we are Thatchless this week. Uh, Thatch, Seth Vilo, Shamu, and Shark Finnegan are all at Arlington Regionals. So we are here to take over the podcast for the weekend and, you know, we might give it back. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but a Thatchless episode means no rules. <laughs> Alright, so first tell me, what, what have y'all been doing in the wonderful world of Pokemon? Ooh, okay. I actually prepared for the Charizard raid this weekend. I have an Azumarill. I just need to put the last move on it because the, the set they advise you to use for general raids is slightly different from the one they advise you to use for the Charizard raid, but I am ready. I thought that raid came out already, like, a week or two ago. So, it had a first run at the beginning of the month. Okay. And then there is a new run this weekend, which will be over by the time you guys listen, I'm sorry. But I think the philosophy behind that was, let's just make people realize how freaking hard this is, so that they have two weeks to actually prepare for it, and then they have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was the reasoning behind it. I haven't tried it yet. I will try it solo. Someone on YouTube said this build of Azumari works for a solo raid if you do things Ooh. just right. But I, I think I'm actually going to ask someone to help me when I inevitably fail. <laughs> yeah, See, that, that's a lot better than what I've. I, I went through the game. I caught almost everything. I haven't mm. had time to. Like, trade over. I think I have two or three trade evolutions or something like that left. And then mm -hmm. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to focus on, you know, everything else I have going on in life right now and then come back to the game. Fair enough. Yeah. Very fair. <laughs> what, what about you, Basket? Um, so I have been trying to get through the game. <laughs> oh. Uh, like, I've been pretty busy at my job, but mm. I'm pretty proud of myself because I'm about halfway through. Oh, yeah. I've been having a blast. Um, I'm about to take on the poison type leader, and that'll be a lot Ooh. of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that one was fun. Is it Atticus? Atticus, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. They say he's eccentric when I went, yes, when I talked is. to them outside of the gate. Ooh. So I'm excited to see his That's one word for it. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm excited. <laughs> I have like the individuality that they brought to the, mm. the gym leaders and the, uh, the teams. Yes. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's been kind of cool. Yeah, I, I know when the game first came out, it got a lot of hate for, like, all the graphical issues and, it you know, the Switch running too slowly. And here I am, like, I don't care. Th- this has, like, been some of the most fun I've had, like, playing through a Pokemon game in ages. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I was first in line whining about it on this very show. But at the same time, I was like, but the game is still fantastic. And I will never tire of saying this. If you're playing a Pokemon game and you're complaining about the graphics, maybe you should be playing something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you shouldn't expect, you know, great performance and great graphics from a Pokemon game. It's never what it's been about. Like, I understand that the issues are frustrating. The game has crashed for me at least once. I know it has crashed several times for other people. and. I know that it's frustrating when it really starts chugging. And mm-hmm. uh, in case, I, I think we've said this before on the show, but when it does start chugging really hard, what you want to do is, is save, close the game, and reopen it so that you essentially clear the cache of your game because it keeps yeah. the map loaded everywhere you go. And that's not very efficient. No, I, I know they fixed some of the initial... Some of the issues, I think, over one of the some first patch, but of them. Some, yes, some of like, them. I was playing through the game, and I'm like, I can't wait to go back and play this again. And I haven't said that since Gen 4. Yeah, I say this every time, but this time I meant it more. I've actually started a playthrough on Violet, and then I stopped it because there's other things that I would really like to do with my free time. And so I'm mm-hmm. trying not to focus too much on Pokemon, but... For a few weeks, I, I literally couldn't do anything else. Like, it, it stopped all of my other hobbies. It was actually a problem. There's, there's stuff that was really good for me to do, and now I'm not doing it anymore because Pokemon just absorbed me for, like, an entire month. <laughs> I need to get over that. Oh, I, I, I hear you. Because, well, I, I've, I've come up with the idea of, all right, I'm going to stream the Claude Lock because mm. they put me in the game. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've been coming up with all these ideas. And I'm like, I want to start it. I want to do it. But I can't just start it. Yeah. I would need to start and then finish it. Because yeah. that's just how I work. And I'm like, all right, so I have to wait till the new year. And mm. it's just killing me because like, I want to play it. And I want to see if it's possible to just solo run the game with one Pokemon. Granted, I think you need three for all the Team Star stuff. Oh, so yeah. To, I think maybe you do. I'll have to like catch some other ones, but... That sounds like a like a fun, silly challenge, and trying not yeah. to over level massively to win the game is mm. going to be the fun part of it all. Yeah. So that, that that's my like plan for January is all right. We're going to make this happen. It's going to just be Claude versus the world, and you know a couple of Claudettes just because I, <laughs> friends. <laughs> but I think that's a good place to wrap up the intro. So. We'll be right back with the news.
Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And we are back with the news. Oh, I don't know how that's normally segues into any of these, so good luck and we'll figure it out as we go along. But hmm. after 26 years of Pokemon and being with us, it has been confirmed that Ash's arc in the anime is finally coming to an end. He finally gets to turn 11 years old. After 26 years. Yes. Oh, I know. Like, this is, you know, really sad for me. Like, and I'm sure we'll have a whole episode about this later, or I'm going to try and convince that to let me have an episode about this later when it it all ends. (laughs) But it's weird, weird, like, growing up with Ash. Because, like, I'm 28, so, like, being, like, I've been around since Pokemon's been existing, and I grew up with it. So it's, you know, having to see him end is just kind of emotional. Cannot relate, but I understand. <laughs> they are giving him an 11 end, uh, episode send-off, I think starting in March or... No, January. I think it's January, January of next year. Uh, I think it's January 23rd in Japan. And then that will end. And then they are starting the new Sun and Moon... Or Sun and Moon. Scarlet and Violet series with two new protagonists. I think it was, I think, Liko or Rico and Roy. I think those may have been the Japanese names or whatnot, but... Two new characters. The female protagonist does have Ash's little, like, green V as a hair clip. Oh. And has the eyes of Serena. So there's a lot of speculation that, you know, could be the child of Ash. Oh, gosh. That would be a, a very weird handling of the timeline. He goes from 10 to 11 to having children. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, he ages all of the 26 years in one day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he wakes up from the coma. That's what happens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some random, like, Twitter post about it where it's like, she has the same eyes as, eyes as Serena and as Ash's V. I think there's something going on. Nothing's confirmed, but, you know, speculation and rumors. Yeah. It could absolutely not be that pretty much every single character in the Pokemon anime has the same design for their eyes. You know, people are grasping at, th- at straws because we gotta... We just gotta. I know they're gonna end Ash, but, like, there's so much more people want to know. Mm, yes. Anyways, let's move on before I spend the rest of the topic <laughs> talking about this. Okay, okay. I would just like to go on the record saying that I have never been more excited for the uh, for the TV show than after finding out that Ash was gonna be gone, so. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. When I got older, he, an- he annoyed the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. My favorite um addition so far has been Go. So I like the I like the direction they've taken new characters. Somebody with a different personality than Ash to be running around. Yeah. <laughs> now that I can kind of relate to. I did also find Ash annoying at some point. And by at some point I mean pretty much starting from episode three, because I was already old when I was watching, so I, I guess <laughs> it's an age thing. <laughs> I, know, I think it's less about him being annoying and more about, you know, just seeing someone you've grown up with for years and years finally leave. It's like when Steve left, left Blue's Clues. It was a sad moment in my life. I totally understand where you're coming from. I don't know who Steve is. I don't know. Oh my gosh. And this is... All right. I guess I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's fine. It's fine. We, we, we can stop being, you know, focused on, on me being old and a foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. All right. 
Okay, so yeah, there's Scarlet and Violet news, quote unquote. Uh, we were speaking of raids and we were speaking of my Azumarill and there has actually been an official acknowledgement of the fact that some moves like my Azumarill's play rough are very buggy. You may have noticed that you hit the Pokemon in the raid and the HP bar goes down and then it goes back up again. And you never know what's going on, and it's very frustrating, and it might lose you the raid. You think you're winning the raid. So they've said that they're gonna fix it eventually. I don't like that eventually very much as a word. But there's going to be an update to fix that. In the meantime, I guess we're just dealing with it for a little while longer. I, I, I'm getting, like, flashbacks to Oras with, like, Moltres being on screen, and you press it, you were doing any attack, and it takes like ages and ages, or like the Blissey health bar where it's like so incredibly slow. Yeah, but nothing in auras except for you know, maybe if you were running down the timer on a battle, but this time you're timed for the success of the raid, and, it's, and then it, get, it gets a little frustrating. I, I completely agree. All right, w- what's going on in the world of Unite Basket? All right. We've got a New Year's event that starts the 22nd. Apparently, there's a uh, Unite license login bonus. There's a large update on the 26th, and Dragapult arrives on the 29th. Um, so that's exciting. There's also a code uh, for a 1,000 coins and a gold emblem box to celebrate the 100, millionth, or 100 million downloads. I, I always go through like a rotation of Unite where I'm like, oh, I'll play it heavily for a little bit, and then I will stop playing it, and... You know, have it go back and forth for a while. Mm. Most of the Pokemon that I liked playing before have fallen on their tier ranks. So when I go back, I'm like trying to play with these old Pokemon. And then, I, and then uh, I'll play for like a day or two. And I'll be like, Ugh, man, I really want to try these new ones. And then I'll try and do that. And I'll just be like, no, I'm just wasting time here. I need to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so I go through cycles with Unite as well. All right. What's going on in the world of Go? Well, uh, so something actually cool, but actually complicated. So they have finally released Vivian in Go. Ooh. Yeah, that's super cool. But the way you get the different Vivians is a tiny bit convoluted. So what you need is you need to get postcards from gifts that come from a certain region. And you need to pin the postcards and they cannot be duplicates. They have to be unique postcards for that region. And when you pin three, you get a scatterbug encounter. When you pin nine, you get another scatterbug encounter. And those scatterbugs will essentially evolve into Vivian for that region, I believe. And in order to figure out what region corresponds, you know, what areas on the map correspond to the regions, you can click the Vivian badge, which gets added to the game. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And you can see your progress towards each version of Vivian. So I guess there's going to be a lot of, hey, can I get a friend from X area of the world so that I can get this version of Vivian? Like, for example, I can give you guys the pink Vivian from my region. That's cool. If I didn't have all of them from uh, X and Y, I would totally do this. I did collect them in X and Y, but I can collect them again in Go, which is fun. I guess, maybe. (laughs) Except this timing requires a bit more of social interaction than just a trade with someone on a forum. So I might do it. I might not. I'm not sure. 
Anyway, in far less cute Pokemon Go news, Hisuian Naval Greats will be happening on Christmas Eve from 2 to 5 p.m. Cool. Because I guess we're getting an, a nice sled. Is it is it Santa's sled? I don't know, but it's happening. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's an iron bundle sled. Ah, right. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Basket, tell us about the TCG news that we have. So uh, we now have confirmation that the rotation will happen on August 4th for the West, with the rotation happening on live March 30th. Mm. Also should be the latest set release date for Scarlet and Violet. Sorry, sorry, the first the first set release for Scarlet and Violet. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. Markdown, March 30th, big things are happening. March 30th. All right, I think that's all we have for the news today. Uh, our Puckles Pokey prediction. Do you think Ash will appear to the new protagonists within the first 10 episodes of the new anime? Yes. I mean, I, I think I think there will be some connection to Ash. Will will you know? Will someone more notable than Salvatore have a Pikachu in the cast? Who's more notable than Salvatore? He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I understand. Yes, but, but I had to say it. he's my favorite teacher. <laughs> also, if you believe uh, Liko might be Ash's daughter, mm. let us know your predictions. Nah, Thatch isn't here to stop shipping. which is interesting but nah all right so i guess we'll move on over to the puckle pokey quiz hello and welcome to the pokey quiz the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their insane pokemon knowledge I'm Professor Snag with the rules. The co-hosts are working together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that you, the listeners, have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The hosts can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. All right, thank you, Mr. Announcer Man, for that all right, and we are back with the Puckle Pokey Quiz. Are you guys ready for some top-tier trivia today? About as ready as I can be, I guess. I'm more ready for, like, some mid-level, low-tier. Yeah. You know, as far as... Okay. <laughs> All right, well, we are here to test your insane Pokemon knowledge. I remember when that used to be your innate Pokemon knowledge. Yeah. Born with. But... but anyways. Yeah. All right. So... Our first question comes from K-Fury. So, in Pokemon Legends Arceus, there are two Pokemon lines that appear in each area of the Hasui region. Mm. What are those two Pokemon lines? That appear in every single region. Every single region you could find. So, like, every every area or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, Every area. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think backwards from the icy area, which is the very last one that had all the endgame Pokemon, and I'm trying to remember what line was there that was also in the first few areas. My first? Yeah. So So now I have to double check all this to make sure, but yeah, it's everywhere. (laughs) So I'm thinking, 
is Bidoof in the last icy area? They 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 are kind of everywhere. Um, I played through that another... once. <laughs> so it's okay, okay, fair enough. I also played through that once, but I put a lot of hours into that. So I'm I'm going to exclude massive outbreaks. Yeah, that's fair. Of obviously, they, they are naturally there everywhere. Oh wait, wait, wait. Um, the ghost Pokemon that come out at night—they're pretty oh. much always the same. That's probably. So I'm thinking good. the ghastly line is probably a good one. I remember that want... being everywhere. Okay. Do you want to lock that in while I look up the if, name? If Basket agrees, I think that I think makes that's sense. a decent one. Yeah, okay. let's do that. And I don't know if the Drifloon line also appears everywhere, um, because I don't remember ever seeing a Drifloon in the icy area, for example. But I think I, think I did see a Ghastly. Not that sure about it, but I'm pretty, relatively sure. Another possibility is Bidoof. I don't think there are Starlies. Um, no. There may be uh, that Shinx. That was my first thought, but I didn't. Yeah, there may be Shinx, but I again, I don't remember Shinx from the icy area. So, so yeah, it might just be the two ghosts that come out at night, which are Ghastly and Drifloon, and they might just be everywhere, but... Don't um, know. Do you have any ideas? I want to guess. I want to guess Evie though as well. Ooh, that's right. Evie does appear everywhere. He's kind of rare, but I think he is everywhere. Um, I know for sure he's in the first area. Um, does he appear everywhere? Because I I know I hunted it down in the in the last area, but that was a mass outbreak. How many are there? How, like, how many areas are there? Is it four or five? No, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, I believe. Six? Maybe. Uh, okay, then I don't think it's... five. Five. I believe. Well, okay, there's the extra one where uh, Cognito leaves, but... Whatever. There's five. Okay. Um, there, there's there's five with encounters. Okay. Okay, I don't... fair. That one doesn't have encounters. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm okay saying Evie. I, I don't think it appears um, without the... The mass encounters, but I'm I'm not sure honestly. Uh, I don't remember seeing a Drifloon in the icy area, so we, we might try your Eevee thing. Like okay, maybe let's... maybe the evolutions appear or something. Okay. Oh, they they do appear everywhere. The evolutions because they appear in space time distortions. I think you're right. It's the Eevee line. Let's let's lock that one in as the second one. All right. So Eevee and Gengar or yeah. the gas Eevee and Gaston line. Okay. Yeah. So I have to double check this because those weren't the answers that I had. So I mean, I'm just verifying that, you know, it still works. What were the um, answers you had? So the answers that I had were the Geodude line appears everywhere. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Geodude or Graveler appears in every single area. That sounds the correct. Other, the other one that appears everywhere is Burmy. Oh. And Wormadan from the trees. They're one of the few Pokemon that always appear, like, in the trees. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That 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 might be it, yes. So Ghastly and Haunter only appear in or, sorry, Haunter only appears in three of the areas. Mm-hmm. Crimson, Cornet, and Alabaster. Ghastly, Crimson, Cornet, Alabaster. Okay. And Gengar, uh Obsidian Fields and Space Time. So okay. it's missing one. It's missing one. So but Eevee, including Space Time, appears in all of them. Okay. So technically so, one was correct. So technically, you got one out of the two. Um, 
But let's be fair, I... just because the question didn't specify yeah. that we couldn't use the encounters in the space-time distortions. Yep. Yeah. So I'll... <laughs> I'll give you a point for it, I guess, or half a point. Or... There's no half points. Yeah. No. All right, then. We, we don't Unfortunately, that's point. in... Okay. Point Unfortunately, or no that's point. There is no half point. All right. No point for now, then. I'm sorry. Um, I mean... Evie was a great guess. Gengar, and it was technically correct, I would argue, but... Yeah, oh, Evie was correct. I said you got half of the question, but it asked for two, so... Yes. <laughs> it was only one point, so yes. If you do Zero well points. enough later on, I will give you the point. Okay. Um, Let, uh, no. Let's go on to question two. Okay. So, um, this one comes from Foxy, and this is near and dear to my heart. While uh, the, fe- the physical special split was implemented fully in Generation 4, the idea actually saw implementation with a handful of moves in a previous Pokemon game. What game was that? Uh, the idea. Okay, so... I, and I will give you a hint. It was a spinoff. Do you mean the idea as in, like, it was... Um... Like to do physical special, uh, to do like physical special split for the same like type of move. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Gen three from because. Um, oh wait, wait. Are you saying phys- because? All right. I know in Gen think- three, for instance, um, if mm-hmm. you had like a dark type uh, attack, then it was. Um, it was uh, always like special. special. Or whatever. Yeah. It was always right. special. Yeah. yeah. So is that is that what we're talking about? Or are we no, talking no, about... No, no, no. Which game in Gen 3, because you, you have that right... Oh, in Gen 3. Okay. S- ...started the physical special split for a type. Because there was one spin-off game that experimented with the idea of, you know, certain moves being physical or special, but with sharing the same type. And I told you it was a spin-off game as your hit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't play a lot of so- spin-off games. <laughs> I played zero spin-offs. Um, I know that, um, you know, uh, the GameCube games were uh, pretty... They went a little crazy, um, but there was mm-hmm. also... Hmm. So if I remember correctly, um, there was the Pokemon Ranger game and a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game. I don't know if... Uh, Ranger came out in Gen 4. Yeah. <clears throat> cough, cough. Yeah, it did. Because uh, it gave you the Man of Yag, remember? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I I do think there's technically one uh, Mystery Dungeon game that, that was in Gen 3, which mm-hmm. was weird. Because it was blue. like... Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I... So that one doesn't exactly have moves. Uh not exactly. So I'm um, I'm thinking maybe it was um it was one of the GameCube games. But I think I think they both count as Gen 3. So which one of them would it have been? Hmm. You have a 50/50 shot. Um, yeah, we do. Huh. Did 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 Coliseum or um the Gales one come out? Both last? of them were Gen 3. Uh, okay, so Coliseum was the first and XD Gale of Darkness was the second, I believe. Okay. So if we have to do a fifty-fifty guess, um, I'll I would cut, cast my vote for Gale. It was the newer one. Oh, but and you think if they had implemented something like that in the first one, they would have brought it back for the second, so it would just be one. I like that logic. Yeah, right, let's that, go with that, that one. And that is correct. Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. Perfect. Good job, so, basket. <laughs> uh, some some of the lore behind it is uh, they introduced Shadow Pokemon that all mm-hmm. had Shadow moves. 
Some of those shadow oh. moves were physical, and some of them were special. Some oh, just had okay. other support things. So, like, uh, one of them was, like, a shadow-typed hail. Okay, So it okay. just did damage to all non-shadow Pokemon. Some were all, like, I think Shadow Rush was physical, where it's, like, Shadow Beam or Ray awesome. or something like that was all special. So they, you know, they experimented with this idea, the spinoff, and, you know, it did so well, they brought it into the main game. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, on to question three, your Pokedex question. Um, let's go with this one. It's Pokemon Shield entry reads, A criminal who was shown his fate by this Pokemon went missing that same day and was never seen again. Who's that Pokemon? A criminal that was shown his what? Fate. Fate. A criminal who was shown his fate by this Pokemon went missing that same day and was never seen again. Oh, it's gotta be like a psychic type. Someone who predicts the future, is right? This, is this child uh, uh, under the age of 13 being able to be picked up by a Drifloon? <laughs> a criminal says, under the age of 13. <laughs> That's one not a child. <laughs> okay, so um, psychic types who predict the future. Um, uh, Alakazam. Y- yeah. Um, uh, although... The the Pokedex entries are usually about how smart it is, but, you know, it's been getting Pokedex entries for years and years and years, so we might be branching out a little bit. I feel like I've seen that. I don't um, Well, what ones can you think of uh, that involve... Uh, predicting the future? the future? Yeah. Well, a lot of them, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so I, I would exclude, like, the Indeedy line, uh, the Gardevoir line... I would exclude the LGM line. I would exclude the, um, oh gosh, a lot of them actually. Is I would there exclude. something with like the designation the future telling? If there is, I don't know about it. But um, hmm, are there any other pure psychic types that strike you as very very creepy, like Hypno, for example, or uh... Mr. Mime? <laughs> yeah, that's a different kind of creepy. <laughs> okay, do you, do you want to say Alakazam, and then if it's wrong, we get a second Pokedex entry? Yeah. Just so we don't hang do the that. game forever. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Alakazam is incorrect. Okay. So, it's Pokemon Scarlet entry reads, mm. This Pokemon unleashes psychic energy and shows opponents dreams of the universe's end. These dreams are apparently ethereal and beautiful. Wow, those are really cool Pokedex entries, and uh, and I don't remember reading that entry, so I'm not sure that's in. Is but it has to be in the main Paldean Pokedex, otherwise it would it, not it have is. an entry. It's in the main Paldean Pokedex. It was also yes. in Pokemon Shield, and you exactly. and I'll give you that it's pure psychic. Yeah, yeah, sounds like a pure psychic. It sounds like a so, big deal. So. It sounds like Hypno, um, but it also sounds like, let's see. Was Hypno in Pokemon Shield, though? Mm-hmm. I think, I think it, it might have been in the DLC. I don't remember, though. Okay, what else um, do we remember being in, wait, in Pokemon? Wait, 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 wait. Yes? Uh, um, uh, I think, <laughs> what was the Pokemon that first um, had, uh, does that, 
Me... Oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know which one got Future Sight uh, first. That the first Pokemon I think that got Future Sight was Zatu. Mm. Well, they're not in Scarlet, so and they're not a pure psychic type. Oh gosh, why is this so hard? <sighs> the, the Pokemon came from a very forgettable generation. Yeah. Okay, Gen Four. It's Gen Four. Okay, so oh, uh, Gen Four, they can see the future. Okay, I'm just kidding. Oh gosh, that's not forgettable at all. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, um, uh, at least in my mind, it was. Let's see. Um, um, I wanted to find ways to give you hints without giving it to you. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. It's pure psychic type. Um, Future. Can you read the, the last um, Pokedex entry? Yes, I can. This Pokemon unleashes psychic energy and shows opponents dreams of the universe's end. These dreams are apparently ethereal and beautiful. Wait, I remember reading this entry now, but I can't remember which Pokemon I read it on. <laughs> yeah, I'm racking my brain, but I just, I mean, I'm sorry. Let's just throw something out. All right, yes, you gotta, you gotta, I I, I'll need an answer. That is correct. Yeah. I need an answer. Um, um, what's a psychic type Pokemon from Gen 2? Pure psychic type Pokemon from Gen 2. Except from Wobbuffet, of course. Is there one? <laughs> well, like, right when you said that, I was like, Gen 2. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon I don't Gen know 2. why. I, I'm thinking it in my vision. Okay, you know what? Uh, there is only one pure psychic type Pokemon that I can think of, and it's Grumpic. Okay. And I don't remember if Grumpig was in Shield. I don't think it was. Oh gosh, I don't know. Basket. Ah, I got it. I, I need an answer. Okay. Unfortunately, yes. Grumpig. Otherwise, Thatch will hate me. Grumpig. Grumpig. Letting this go on too long. Unfortunately, Grumpig is incorrect. The answer was Gothitel. Ah, uh, okay. Mm, yeah, I guess. I, I guess I picked the harder of the Pokedex questions. I'm so sorry. It was pretty. Oh, right. I mean, sorry. Uh, yeah, you have one point with a chance to. Earn some, uh, you know, up to two more points back with this next one. Mm-hmm. So, this next one comes from your multiple choice question comes from Bam. Uh, there were seven new type combinations that were added in Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. For if you get two, you get a point. You get four, you get two points. If you name all seven, I'll give you three. Okay. Well, one I know for sure, and it's Grass mm-hmm. Fire. Grass Fire is one. Uh, I think steel electric and fighting, poison, right? steel and poison. Yes, electric fighting is one uh, is two. That's your first point. Steel poison is another one. That's three. Yes. Um, then we have uh, poison normal. Oh yeah, that is four. Yeah. You've gotten two points, and as always, you will have three strikes. Okay. Oh, fair um, enough. Uh, the uh, um, the kickboxing bug uh, bug dark bug dark. Oh, that yes. is five. You are missing two. Okay. Did we already say electric fight? Yes, you did. Yes. Uh, I is is there any other ground poison other than Cloud Sire? Um, I don't remember there being one before. And we have strikes. Yep, I'll give you three strikes. Oh, uh, um, uh, ground and fighting, uh, great tusk. Ground and fighting is six. You're off. Yeah, you're missing okay. just one. Is it ground poison for Cloud Sire? Uh, no, it is not. Needle King existed first. That's Queen. right. Okay, that's one strike then. That's one strike. I'm pretty sure oh, the gosh. other. Um, wait, wait. Um, no, that's not it. Uh, okay. Um, did we have? Um, 
I'm thinking about all the Parox Pokemon. Did we have... Yes, we did. Okay. So... I'm going through them. <laughs> it was like when it was first brought up that there were going to be these new types. Mm-hmm. I looked them up, and I'm trying to remember what they were. Um, and mm-hmm. I... Um, I I think the other one was in the the Gardevoir line, but I don't know I don't know what the combination was. I, d- I don't. Um, How is it in the Gardevoir line? It, it wasn't. It wasn't like the regular Gardevoir. It was the the special. Um, the special one is uh, fairy fighting, and that one is new. Iron Valiant. Yes. Yes. That is it. That's All a right. good job, awesome. Basket. Awesome. <laughs> Great awesome. job. Awesome. <laughs> And that brings you up to four points, because I'm generous and this is fun. Yeah. Right, and finally, uh, your base stat question. So since you said, since you haven't finished uh, Generation 9, I won't give you the Generation 9 Pokemon. But this next one comes from Snackard. What fully evolved flying type Pokemon has the lowest base speed? Hmm. Um, my, the slowest my, fly. my first guess would be um, Celesteela. Oh, that that is a pretty slow one. I think that's a forty-five, maybe. There might be something slower though. Hmm. Hmm. Are there any other steel flying there? <laughs> well, I um, Skarmory is not super fast. I think it's faster than Celesteela. Yeah, I feel like it has like around a base seventy, like that, where it's like. I mean, even if it was higher, just fifty, I think I think it's higher than Celesteela. I think Celesteela's <clears throat> forty-five. Don't quote me on that, though. It might be um, fifty-five. Um, it's certainly not forty-five. It's an ultra beast. Might be <laughs> a prime number around that range. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, are there any flying? Because I'm trying to think of like heavy, typically heavy types. Yeah. Are there any um, uh, like flying rock? Meteor, besides, but even the 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 core the um, the shield form is uh, still like base sixty, I think at least. Yeah, and I know Aerodactyl's fast. Or Aerodactyl's super fast. fast. Aerodactyl's kind of fast. Yes, kind of. <laughs> and then, well, the the flying grounds are all pretty fast. Mm, it's just that flying gets tagged onto a lot of things, mm-hmm. and so. You also um, have your hint, by the way. Oh, that's right. We should use the hint. We can't okay. push it in. Sure. All right. Uh, would you like the other typing or the generation this Pokemon came from? Uh, let's do... I, I, would, I would vote for generation. Is that good? Or do you want the other typing? Hmm. Well, the other typing, I feel like, would be too... I, I feel like, depending on the other typing... <laughs> yeah, depending on the other typing, it might be super easy or super hard. Wait, how fast um, is Delibird? A deli bird is not slow. I've never uh, played with one ever, so I don't. It's not idea. terribly slow. It's not terribly fast. Certainly not as fast as Iron Bundle, but it's not terribly slow either. I don't know. I I feel like um, unless the typing is like normal or bug, it will give us a bit more information uh, because you know there are more types than there are generations. So right. So what's your choice? The typing, please. Yeah. Bug flying. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Claude. <laughs> so, the slow, so the slowest one, the slowest one is bug flying? Yes, it is. The slowest fully evolved. Okay. So how oh, fast is... Oh, 
Um, uh, oh, man, uh, what's it called? Um, L- L- Ledian, maybe. Or maybe he's just got like really. No, no, he's not slow. Uh, Vespiquin might be a bit slow. I don't remember Vespiquin being very fast. Mm. Yeah, I never played with that one. Oh, you Me could neither. totally be right. Um, it's just, it's got a very big skirt. That skirt looks heavy. It carries <laughs> its entire colony inside that skirt. I bet she can't move very fast. She's got like one of those like old Victorian iron cages beneath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, Beatrice not that slow. Butterfree is not that slow. You know, um, Beedrill is also do- not a flying type. Hmm? Beedrill is no, not a flying is type. Beedrill is not even a flying type. It's a poison type. You're right. Um, um, let's let's go with your your guess because I don't um, uh, I can't think of any slow bugs that would. Yeah, Gotham's fast and um, Scyther's super fast. All right. So what is the what are you going with? I think we're going for Vespiquin. Vespiquin is correct. Yay! Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and actually, according to my notes, I think one, it's Lindsay. the slowest flying type Pokemon ever at at base forty. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, you mentioned uh, Lady Lady Ba is fifty five. Lady Anne, I think, is seventy. Celestela, you mentioned, was 60, uh, 61. Skarmory's mm. in the seventies. Um, the other slow Pokemon that uh, I don't think you touched on were Enamorous Therian with 46. Oh, that's and, right. It's a turtle. Yep. But it stays and, a blind type. And Tropius with 51. Oh, oh Tropius yeah. would have been a good guess. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it, it would have been a good guess, but also, uh, actually, right after Vespiquin, the next slowest Pokemon that's flying type is Rowlet at 42. Wow, Alola time. Yeah, I, I mean, pretty much. I just got that. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's, uh, oh, let's check in that updates leaderboards because you both got five points. Mm. Um, all right. Awesome. So. Quite the comeback. With, yeah. Okay. So that's that. And all right. So we still have on the board. Uh, Linian with 26 points, Seth Vilo with 25, Shark with 16, Sublime with 15, uh, Mark with 14, Dr. Shamu with 13, uh, Whimsicott, you're actually now in third place, uh, with 17 points, um, Claude 9 has 11, R Sigma has 6, Jushiro has 6, and Basket, you are now on the board with 5. Woo! Claude 9, who's that? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's head on over to the topic. Woo! We have another review this week from iTunes from Boy Jeff. Amazing five stars. I just started listening this year, but I've loved it ever since. Well, thank you for that. And if you would like to review us wherever you listen to the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It would help us out. On top of that, you might be able to be right on the show. Well, until then, we're going to kick it on over, guys, to the topic. And we are back with our topic today, improvements and non-improvements of Gen 9 that we've gone through so far. Hmm. Non-improvements, I like that. Non-improvements. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find a positive way to spin it, but there really isn't a way to <laughs> do that. So, I- I'm really curious, because Basket, you're still playing through the game. Yes. What have you found to be, like, some big improvements? Because 
I have a couple of things that, you know, from post-game or after the fact that I really like and don't like. But I'm curious what you think as you're playing through it now. So I have, like, six things that I really like. Um, okay. Uh, if we want to, we could just kind of go in a circle. And then that way sure. um, I don't, you know, potentially cover, you know, three-fourths of Ever. what you both have already. <laughs> okay. That's nice. Thank you. For my first good... I really like, like, this is kind of small, but I really like how the details are so easily displayed on items. Like, when you're switching between balls, it just shows up. Um, when, um, you're, okay. uh, trying to find out, like, um, uh, specific details on whatever you're looking at, it's just a button click away, or it's already displaying on, like, mm, um, you yeah. know, the left hand side or whatever. Um, it's just, uh, it's just really nice to not have to, you know, do that secondary, you know, yeah, it's, click X on everything to get a description. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's like really small, but chef's kiss. I love it. <laughs> All right, that's beautiful. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I-, I never noticed that one, but that's a good one to point out. All right, Whimsicott. Well, uh, of course, uh, my favorite thing the new game might how easy it is to get around once you get your dragon. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just very enjoyable to just walk around the region. In a way that the bike definitely was not in Sword and Shield. And, Mm -hmm. like, I find myself sometimes just walking around instead of teleporting to places. Just because it feels nice. It just feels nice. I remember going through the game, like, I remember, like, I was, like, several, several, like, hours in on, like, day two or day three. And it's like, I still only have, like, two badges. Yes, and I had like a hundred and something in my Pokedex just because I'm like, ooh, catch this. Ooh, catch this. This is fun. Same. Hard same. <laughs> I don't know why I have an aversion to this, but like, I don't like battling while I'm on the back of uh, Coridon or however people are. I spend a lot of time off of his back and I usually only use him when I need to or if I'm going through a place that I already just essentially cleared. I do like it. Like, it's fun. And I like how... It's kind of tied to something other than gym badges allowing you to fly. That's definitely like a, a, a different thing with it that you know I think worked in its favor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. I, I guess uh, one of my favorite you know quality of life improvements is how they made all of the important like battle items so easily available. Oh yeah, yeah. and like, for not stupid expensive either. Yeah. For a. Uh, like Nuzlocking, I really like the idea of being able to change natures on the go with the mints that you find around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it can totally way more susceptible or way, like, less useful when you're... Because nature's not that... Like, nature helps a lot, but it's not as... Like, you get a lot of bang for your buck when you're a low-level mm-hmm. Pokemon moving forward with these things. Like, an, an extra two or three points in one or the other at low levels is huge and then also um when you go through and after you've evolved a few times and your stats change um that nature can really screw things up um so i i just like being able to you know not be going in there with a uh minus special attack alakazam or something like that you know (laughs) yes (laughs) totally understand i i guess my second one Okay, so technically it didn't originate the Scarlet and Violet, but the ability to just customize your really like its moveset and all of that without ever having to go to a Pokemon Center. Oh, like you can oh, change yeah. the nickname, 
you can change the moves. Like, I caught the Azumarill that I wanted to use for my raid build, and I never had to take it anywhere. I just had to collect the items I needed for it, and I, I actually enjoyed in doing uh, EV training for it, because you don't actually need to back. You just need the Let's Go feature. <laughs> I thought you didn't get EVs during the Let's Go feature. Uh, did I actually battle then? I think I battled. But it was still enjoyable because... Um, oh, that's what Credit, happened. I, yes. Credit, okay, I could so, be wrong. And no, no, no. I think, you're, I think you are right. You are absolutely right. Because I remember uh, counting the PPs of my moves to figure out mm-hmm. how many I had eaten for EV purposes. But um, I think what I did like then about it is that... If you find an area where a certain Pokemon spawns in a group and you just keep disappointing them by battling them, you never have to move away. Like, I was training it in HP and mm-hmm. there's this tree just south of, um, of the first town where at night, tiny, cute little Igloobuffs gather to sleep. <laughs> and you can just go run train through them and destroy an entire community of Igloobuffs without ever moving away. <laughs> and you can complete your EV training if you have the right item, which is, again, easily purchasable at Delbert Gifts, I believe. So, I guess to go off that, then, I love the Let's Go feature. That is by far my favorite way of leveling up Pokemon. Like, I don't mind having to do battles, but, like, I love the fact that I can just send this out, it can go fight things, and I can keep moving. Once I found out that it doesn't kill Shinies, I, I, I also liked it quite a bit. <laughs> Although, uh, like, you do get more uh, more XP. Experience if you, yeah. Yeah, if you actually battle. Granted, like, you know, I can send out a Pokemon, it can fight in a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. Or I can, you know, double that time by fighting a real, like, fighting the Pokemon and going through all the animations and whatnot, and... I found it to be a little faster doing one way versus another, unless I'm specifically like Blissey hunting. Yeah, that's fair. I I I, I leveled up my Pokemon when I needed because I I used a lot of XP candies to level up Pokemon to finish my Pokedex. But then for the last one, I thought, you know, I'm kind of running low on candy. I don't want to do a million raids, to replenish them. I will just, you know, make a ham sandwich, go up north, and <laughs> decimate a few a few chances. <laughs> The funny part is that I think, depending on what you want to do while... I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. It's, the, it's, the ham sandwich <laughs> and then go up there and beat a bunch of blissies. Fantastic. It's, it's a very funny image. But it's, it's what you do, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's so messed up. Anyway. <laughs> and if you, if you find a mutant among them, you will spare just that one. Just the mutant. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> On that, though, I do hate that the Let's Go Auto Battle feature you can't get EVs for. Like, mm. I understand why they did it, but I wish there was a way to turn it on or give that the opportunity so it can be literally like, all right, cool, I can go do it, and now I can get rid of all these much faster. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, it, it would be kind of hard to not get the wrong EVs, though, there. Yes, um, but, you know, it, I think it should be something that could be done. Mm. Uh that, that's just something I wish they gave us the ability to do. See, I, I, I thought that, that it did for a moment, and then I remembered that it didn't. But it also wouldn't make sense, because, again, there's never, um, there's pretty much never just one Pokemon in one place. So, well, unless you've, like, done the level encounters, there's a very encounter. So, let, let me go through something, then. The Terra Raid Battles. Is this an upgrade, 
or not from Dynamax? I think it is. I think it's more fun. So okay. Not by far, but I like it better. So I have only done it because I've been trying to... Um, I've been avoiding it only because I'm trying to be... Um, but You can do them now. They'll give you one-star raids that are equal to the number of gym badges you have. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm aware I can do it. I just um, I just haven't been doing it because I've been trying to push myself through. Um, and then I'm going to go back and um, play around with that and have fun. Um, but uh, I do like um, that... So, for instance, um, and I don't know if you guys ran into this problem or if you're keeping yourself up to, um, like, juiced up or whatever. Um, but uh, I do like how if you start one... And you don't have the um, what are they what are they called the uh, the the Terra ability? Like you already use that, right? I do like that if you go there and you've already used it, then they just make you wait a few turns and then you can do it. I thought that was pretty cool. I think they make you wait regardless. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I only played one, so. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I think I think um, you can never terrestrialize unless three attacks have happened. Okay. Because All right. it, like it charges up. So your orb charges up with the energy from the den, but it needs to be charged up by attacks. And you will see when you do higher level raids that one of the moves the opposing Pokemon can do at higher level raids is they steal some of the charge from your Terra Orb. So you have to wait longer before you can Terra. Yeah. That's sneaky. Very, very, very annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to go through that. And then, so I feel I hate the sandwich mechanic. I want to know what other people think about it because I think it's the one of the dumbest things Pokemon's added to the game. I understand why they threw it in with picnics and whatnot, but like, oh my god, eating this ham sandwich is suddenly going to make all these normal type Pokemon suddenly appear. Like, <laughs> that just thematically doesn't make sense to me. I mean... Don't really like it. It's also just takes so long. Okay, so it does take a little too much time, I suppose. Um... I guess it's supposed to be a fun mini game of it on its own, but it just isn't that much fun. And uh, what what I don't like is that it seems to be assumed that you will do it all the time. Like, yes. for example, take egg, which are one of the things I do not like about the new generation because what, the, po- the Pokemon eggs, like breeding. Yeah, breeding because. See- it's easier in a way because you you just sit around and wait. But if you don't have like Pokemon from different trainers that are very compatible and you don't have egg power active, you can literally just sit there for minutes on end without being able to do anything else in your game and you might get one egg or you might get no eggs. No, I thought this was an upgrade for the eggs because now like it, you can one, increase the power of the eggs. So that way you can breed a whole bunch faster and you can create it. You can, unfortunately, you have to only have those two Pokemon in your party, which is, mm-hmm. I think, a little... That's one of the things I don't like. I don't like that, but it is so much faster and it just collects all the eggs for you. So you don't have to go around. And now instead of running around the map to like refresh the egg timer to get a new egg, you can just sit and wait. So it's a lot more AFK to just like, all right, cool. I can sit here, do this. Oh, let me go, you know run, like, make, my, make myself a real-life sandwich or go to the bathroom, come back, oh my god, now I have 10 eggs, I didn't do anything. See, the problem is I'm pretty sure I have ADHD, so okay. I will forget that the game is running and then come back and I will have missed out on, like, 20 eggs because the basket only holds up to 10. Basket, get on it. Get on it. <laughs> you need to hold more eggs. I need to expand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Note to self, expand. But, 
I, I just don't like it. Like, if I'm playing Pokemon, I want to be playing Pokemon. Because I will absolutely go back and forth between playing Pokemon and doing another thing. And I will enjoy neither of them. So yeah. <laughs> it's not to my taste, this new thing. And, like, if you do have, like, egg power level 2 active, then you are getting them fast enough that I will not get bored just waiting around for them. But doing something else while I wait for the eggs is, is not an ideal situation. It's just not. The other part about the whole picnic thing that I really don't like is that you can customize your picnic more than you can customize your character. <laughs> I hate that so much. When I found out that you can only wear the uniform forever. Yeah. Look, look Scarlet is by far the better game. It has better exclusives. It has a better story, in my opinion. A better legendary. Isn't the story the same? It's the same, but it makes more sense the way it's okay. structured in Scarlet, in my opinion. And so, I thought so too, and that was specifically because of the sandwiches. Because when I was... The first one that I played was um, uh, uh, Violet. And mm-hmm. when they put the, the, the sandwich in the um, mecha monster's mouth, I was like, this is silly to me. And it totally brought it, brought it out. Yes. <laughs> yep. And I was, and I immediately went and bought Scarlet. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is this is like, I don't know why, but this is immersion breaking. That that is a serious commitment to the immersion. And I bought another one. I spent another sixty dollars so that <laughs> so that it made sense the sandwich thing. <laughs> I applaud your commitment to the immersion, and I totally agree. I'm sorry. I like I've been told that Miraidon is. Just as adorable as Coridon, I just don't see it. Coridon is is my baby. See, I like Coridon. I th- I liked a lot of its movements when running and swimming. Yeah. That made a lot more sense to me. Um, even yes. though it has wheels, which is silly, but you know that's a, that's a good part. It has wheels. I know, but it still walks around. Look, Miraidon doesn't have little pads under his feet. Like vastly superior dragon. There is only one more thing that I really disliked about the game, and then I'll get back to some of the good stuff, and that's TMs. Mm. I hate what they did with TMs. I love it. So go ahead and say your piece, and then I'll say mine. Okay. I love how they added a lot more TMs versus the TRs from last game. Didn't matter. Great. Add more of them. The fact that you have to craft them now, I think is the dumbest thing. Because they don't always tell you the recipe for all of this, and it forces you to go out and do all this extra stuff. When in other games, oh, you have this TM? Great. You have infinite of it. I don't want to sit around and have to go, oh, I got to go take out like 600 or like 500 finisins just so I can get a hydro pump or enough to like do it for my entire team. And then not only that, I have to go and find these other things. And I, I think it's just, it really, it, it bothers me that like you have to do all this extra stuff and then pay for it. So I love it because, um, uh, it makes me feel like, well, I love crafting systems in general. Um, sometimes they're really, really annoying. This one to me is fine. I mean, I have like when I'm, when I was playing through this, I was like, I have the most access to some of the coolest moves of all these different types. Cause typically when you play a Pokemon game, like, the first three TMs you get are like, um, like a status move and like two normal type attacks, like swift and something else. Right. And, and then you get to your first gym and you get like, uh, you know, whatever the main, uh, typing is. See, the problem is the recipes are unlocked by story progression. Sure. No, I, and, and I get that. And I think that that makes sense. But all I'm saying is that, um, I have so many different, um, essentially, I feel like 
the move pools of my Pokemon are greatly expanded. And when you're trying to do a Nuzlocke and stuff like that, that is fantastic. You do have the capability to go and add more. Like, if you're like, oh, I want to get this move in my Pokemon, you can go out and do that. And that is a benefit of, you know, you're not limit like, you're limited by having to go do this. But, like, if you want to go do it, great. Like, having Trailblaze, Meryl, and then Azumarill was fantastic. Like, that helped me out so much. No, and I, I get it from that perspective of, like, if you're doing any sort of challenge run, having this type of system actually helps you because you can go and actually get the moves you want. If you are now in the postgame after you've gone through the story, this is a pain. So, on the third side of this fence, yes, this fence has three sides, I have never <laughs> used the TM crafting machine. Ever. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I just ignored it. Um, but yeah, I, I guess um, I will say the, the one thing that bothers me the most, besides, you know, um, to finish what I was saying before, that Scarlet is the best game, but you are stuck with stripey orange pants forever. Um, the other thing that really, really bothers me is that the shinies are in the overworld, yes, but they don't tell you they're shiny. Yep. They don't do the Arceus thing, and that has given me such paranoia about missing out on the mm-hmm. subtle shinies. Like, I, I no longer really enjoy traveling through the game as much as I did before finding out that they don't do the sparkle thing, because I'm constantly, like, looking behind my shoulder going, wait, was that a slightly different shade of blue on that (laughs) (laughs) And most of the time, it is a slightly different shade of blue because it's just a different lighting condition. Yeah, it's walking under a tree. (laughs) It's walking under a tree. I hate it. I think that problem wouldn't be as big if they didn't make, like, the shinies so similar. Like, if they made all of the shinies, uh, if I think, like what they did with Venomoth. Venomoth is normally purple, and when it's shiny, it's bright blue. So it's like, oh, that's odd. But that's the thing, like, they couldn't change the shinies of the pre-existing 905 Pokémon. They couldn't just change them all. So, a system like the one in Arceus, like, you can maybe make it more subtle. And, like, the, the, the sparkle animation is, uh, like not as evident and the sound is not as evident but you need to have something like um there's this um youtuber um austin john and he has done like a series of videos to help colorblind or people or people with vision differences actually able to maybe possibly identify the shinies because it's really really difficult even for someone with perfect vision for like half of the pokedex yeah and i hate that i hate it so much (laughs) i completely agree that they completely missed out on this and i'm hoping that they'll get enough backlash to fix it i don't know that i ever will but they they need to know that i hate them because and some of the pokemon (laughs) are so tiny like Mm -hmm. Do, do you know what the what the part of a flabebe or a, a fluet that changes is when it's shiny? It's just nope. the stem. Do you know how big a flabebe's stem is in the overworld? It's like half a pixel. Finding a um a fungus would be hard too because they're so tiny in the overworld. Yeah, but at least like when they when they um when they get scared of you, they lean their cap towards you, and the cap is purple instead of red, so that's very visible. Whereas the Fluet and the Flabebe, they are standing in the grass, so their stem is hidden, and you're supposed to see that the stem is purple instead of dark green. (laughs) How are you going to do that? Very carefully. 
Yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> they definitely missed the mark on that one. However, I love what they did with the plot, though, of the game. Mm. Once you get through the first, like, hour and a half or two hours of opening up the world, I love the fact that you can literally go explore everything from the beginning. It is so exciting to me. Like, I, I, I loved having that, like, ability to, I can do whatever I want. I can go here. I can go there. It was amazing. I think what they did with it was brilliant. I love the fact that we had this opportunity to go and just explore or, you know, choose your path. I adored that, and I adored all of the plot, honestly. I I don't remember enjoying a plot in a Pokemon game this much, ever. I don't remember crying this much, ever, either. So get some tissues, Basket. <laughs> okay. Be ready. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, h- how many Titans have you fought, Basket? Okay, the last one that I fought was... Um... Have you fought at least two? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I did, uh, the rock crab, the bird, and okay. uh, I think the last one that I did was the earthworm. I think the last one was the earthworm. You've unlocked the best storyline. You've cried already at least once, so. Oh, well, so that's, that's what made me, um, be okay with the sandwich thing, even though I don't do it at all, mm-hmm. was when I found out that that guy was trying, was like finding the ingredients to feed his, uh, um, uh, sick dog. And I was like, oh man. They, they turned a, Character that I hated at the first glance. I'm like, all right, this guy's an <laughs> asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I want to stop everything else I'm doing and go save the puppy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did. I had to stop at some point because the last Titan is in an area where it's just too strong. And so I had to get some badges so that I could level up my Pokemon enough that they would still listen to me uh-huh. and not get absolutely slaughtered by the wild Pokemon. <laughs> I, I went and I uh, toxic stalled it. I respect that. <laughs> Just to save the puppy faster. That's so funny. And that was my whole plan was once I figured it out, I'm like, all right, well, we're, we're, we're doing this. And I just went and, you know, went through all the Titans to do it. I actually enjoyed like that Arvin gave me a motivation to do the entire rest of the game. Like I was like blazing through the gyms and the bases just to get the resources to save his puppy faster. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so funny. You're like it's still in pain. <laughs> yeah, so long. <laughs> uh, another good that I really like. Uh, okay. You can bulk sell and bulk buy items. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. Bulk selling is n- so much better. Yes, I agree. I think you could always bulk sell. I-, I think maybe. Yeah, but now you can bulk sell different items at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's that's really good. That's super good. Annoying quality of life non improvement. <laughs> it's like they removed the ability for you to turn on set mode. Yeah. And not only is that a little frustrating for like trying to do Nuzlocks, mm-hmm. but it's, I think, more kind of annoying to me because now I have to actually say yes every time. Yeah. <laughs> or I mean, no, you know, right? Yeah. That is something that like, I don't know why they did that, but it's dumb. It's yeah. very dumb because their official format has set mode. Yeah, exactly. How are you like, going to learn that? Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It is so... I don't know why they they decided, oh, we're just not going to give you this option, and then just force it later on. so stupid, because it doesn't... Like, it was literally always in the code. They had to do work to take it out, probably. Yep. And 
And it actually uses up less resources, I'm pretty sure, than asking you every time. So I 100%. cannot see a reason why they would do that. <laughs> it's clearly a mistake. We all realize it was a mistake. And, you know, no one knows how to fix it at this point. Yeah. Weird. Uh, one more thing. There's still no way to turn off your experience share, which is another uh, annoying thing about Nuzlocke. And it's like, okay, you can put them in the box and that's fine. But when you put something in the box, then its friendship decreases. Oh. Mm -hmm. If you've got something with return or frustration or whatever. Those moves are gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. They got, they got rid of that last generation, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. I guess I just never played with a Pokemon that I thought would have had return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, funny. they're gone. Oh, no wow. Worries. Okay. <laughs> that is so funny. How did I go a whole generation not knowing that? Um, I don't know. You never used a little yeah. funny? <laughs> because it wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. E either way. Yeah. And I think for me, the, the last good and bad, um, this was like a two-parter because the travel stuff, I love being able to go back and forth and that you kind of have fast travel like essentially immediately yes. compared to other games. They also give you more fast travel points in this game than just cities, which I love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that you can select, like, an, a specific place you want to go to instead of just, you know, the next dot on the map. Mm -hmm. um, however, um, I don't know what's up with the camera and and why why, why they can't just keep the map set. Because it is so hard for me to, like, the amount of times I end up running in the opposite direction that I'm trying to go. Oh, you can block the ca the, the map. You can? Thatch, yeah. ha yeah. Thatch had the same issue. You can yeah, block you can the lock location it. of the map. Oh. Not the minimap, but the map. You can. You go into the map, and then you press... You press down the, the stick. Stick ship down, that's it. Okay, all right. Yeah, that was a big issue until I figured it out. Wonderful. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then never mind. Then never mind. <laughs> I mean, it's very dumb that it's by default on rotation mode. You know what? Yes, yes. I just thought that as well, yeah. It does tell you, like, you go into the map and it does specifically say do this to stop the rotation of the map. But as we can see... Several adults have missed reading <laughs> that. Can you imagine yeah. mm -hmm. the kids getting lost? Gosh. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can only imagine. But all right. I, I think this is a fine point to end the topic. Mm -hmm. Short topic today, but we had a lot of, you know, a lot of goods, a lot of bads of, you know, Scarlet and Violet. And I'm sure there'll be more to come. And, you know. And we'll ask probably in the mailbag as well. Tell us what else, what you liked and didn't like about the game and we'll, or stuff that we missed. But, because I, I mean, I'll say my, my favorite thing still, like, and this is still the biggest thing is, I love how big the world is. It feels massive. I, I need to convince that at some point to do some Pokemon races where we all just start at one point of the map, get out on our Coridon and Maridon, and race to the other side. <laughs> like, all nice. in the same game, because we can do that. I think that'd be a, a fun, silly competition. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right. So... All right, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back with the... Pokemon of the episode, yes, it is. Pokemon of the episode. All right. Pokemon of the episode. All right, and we are back with the Pokemon of the episode. This Pokemon of the episode today is is Houndstone, the ghost dog? Ghost dog Pokemon, I got it right. All right. <laughs> So I'm going to read off its Pokemon Scarlet Pokedex entry because the violet one is too sad. Houndstone spends most of its time sleeping in graveyards. Among all the dog Pokemon, this one is most loyal to its master. <laughs> Houndstone like, is such a 
different type of Pokemon that they've added. Like, they, they gave it a full story, like, and it's, like, for the whole line, and then they're like, oh, we're gonna also give you one of the most busted Pokemon moves we've ever done. <laughs> and Last Respects. And, and for those that don't know what Last Respects does, if you, let's see, it is, I want to make sure I get the exact definition of it. The damage increases the more party members that have been defeated. So if you have a full team of six and five of them have been defeated, this now becomes a 300 base power ghost type, which is nuts. It's absurd. So if you think about things in terms of VGC, it would only be like, and everything else is gone. It would only go to 200. Granted, it's still, still. that's still a really powerful move coming from a 101 base attack Pokemon. Mm-mm. So we have a, Rather bizarre, but super fun um, t- uh, VGC team built around Houndstone. And I think this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Whimsicott, start us off with... I will. This. I will start us off. So the first two members of the team are kind of in a good synergy with Houndstone and its move because, well, they're meant to die. It's Annihilate, who one could argue is already dead, but... Mm. <laughs> it's holding a choice scarf. It has inner focus, so it cannot be made to flinch. It has a jolly nature with max HP and max speed and four attack. And you might be wondering, why does it have max HP? Because one of the fundamental moves on this set is Final Gambit. You are going to take something out and you're going to die, powering up Houndstone's last respects. Now, if you're not okay with that strategy or if your opponent has an all-ghost side of the field or whatever, you also have... Close Combat, U-Turn, or Rage Fist, depending on if you need to, you know, um, knock out something different or get out of there. But the, the main point of Annihilate is to get rid of something really fast and possibly die in the process. Then you have a Staraptor with a Covered Cloak. The ability is Intimidate, the Terra type is flying. I'm sorry, I didn't mention that the... Oh, there's no Terra type on this Annihilate. Mm. Probably doesn't matter, though. <laughs> Probably doesn't matter. Uh, this Annihilate is usually run with Terra type flying, because if you have an opposing uh, Annihilate or a Scarf Goldengo, you want to get rid of your ghost typing so you don't get knocked out first turn. Ah. Yeah. Maybe Terra Normal would be better than... Um, maybe, but uh, the other option with Terra Fighting is that your close combat might knock out something that is not weak to fighting. Ah, Terra Fighting, got it. Okay, I thought you said flying, I was like, huh, that's not... Yeah, fighting makes a lot more... Staraptor, um, the cover cloak is a, it's a new item from this generation, and it prevents the, the, the holder from being affected by the secondary effects of moves, which includes the flinch from Fake Out. So both of your suicide leads, quote-unquote, uh, are immune to the flinch from fake-out. So they can pretty much always act on the first turn. I think that's just like a, a really fun combo to be like, all right, cool, we're going to final gambit both your Pokemon. Now we're both down two. Yes. There's not a huge chance of that happening, given how rampant Gul'dango is in this meta, and the fact that it's Ghost-type and it's immune to final gambit, but <laughs> it doesn't always lead. Um... So it has a jolly nature, max HP and max speed, and for attack, the same exact spread as uh, the Annihilate, for pretty much the same reasons. Uh, it also has Final Gambit, but it has Brave Bird as an option. It has Whirlwind to really mess up your opponent. <laughs> like, yep. is Dundosa still running around? Its stat boosts are gone. 
<laughs> like it's I don't know if actually whirlwind works on the Dundozo because Dundozo can't be switched out once it has the um, the Tatsugiri in its mouth, right? I uh, guess. We should we should find out how those things interact. But you know, um a lot of other things can set up, or maybe uh, you don't want a Pokemon out in this uh, moment. You know, it, it's a pretty versatile tech. I've never seen it used, but it's really interesting. And the final move is good old Tailwind, because Houndstone is very powerful, and it does have another way to get really fast, but you're not guaranteed, depending on your opponent's team, uh, to be able to use that thing that makes it go fast, that basket we'll tell you about in a moment. Yep. So Tailwind is always a good option. Speed control, fundamental in VGC. So um, <clears throat> uh, for the next Pokemon, um, we're going to start with uh, Tyranitar. And he's got a weakness policy, ability Sandstream. <clears throat> 252 HP, 252 attack, and 4 speed, adamant nature. He's supposed to come out and start Sandstream and kick as much butt as he can. He's got Crunch, Rock Slide, Low Kick, and Protect. And then he's basically in there, do the damage he can, set up Sandstream, and then Houndstone comes in with uh, his Sand Rush ability and Spell Tag. Spell Tag to increase his uh, Ghost-type moves. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, 252 attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed, adamant nature. It has last respects, which Claude went over with everybody. And then we've got uh, play rough, shadow sneak, and protect. So he is there to um, just clean house after everybody else goes down. And it's a very, very cool. Um, it's really cool that they gave him sand rush. I like that a lot. Um, and... Uh, it makes the Staraptor like so much more helpful that he has access to Tailwind. It's fantastic because if something bad happens, Tyranitar goes down, you're not out. There's also a chance that, you know, uh, Houndstone isn't the fastest thing in the world. It's base speed yeah. is just 78, uh, 68, I'm sorry. So maybe you need both the Sand Rush and the Tailwind to outspeed stuff. Like maybe your yeah. opponent has matched your Tailwind. Or they have a fast Scarfer and then just. Too fast. Yeah. Yes, yes. Maybe you need two things to your speed, but you can get those two things. That's awesome. That's brilliant. And then the last two Pokemon for the team are King Gambit uh, with a Life Orb, the ability Defiant, 252 HP, 252 Attack, 4 Speed, Adamant Nature with Sucker Punch, Iron Head, Protect, and Kowtow Cleave. Another one of those, oh, a bunch of Pokemon are gone. This attack now boosts in power. Mm-mm-mm. I think, right? Ah. Uh- I'm surprised that it's not running Supreme Overlord. That's it. That, the ability does that. So what's yeah, the ability does. Kowtow Cleave. Oh, gosh. You know, I forget. Let me look it up for you. That's what I'm trying to find. Kowtow Cleave. Uh, the user slashes at the target, letting us guard down. The attack never missed. Okay. I, I was honestly surprised when I saw the ability because I thought for sure it would have yeah. Supreme Overlord. I'm surprised it doesn't have Supreme Overlord. But granted, with all of the Intimidates running around, just powering this thing up might be worth it. Um, I'm not entirely sure what King Gambit does for the team, besides just might be an answer to Goldengo, but it's something. Um, and then the last thing on the team is Amoongus with a Citrus Berry, the ability Effect Spore, uh, Terra-type Poison, 252 HP, 252 Defense, 4 Special Attack, 
with Relax Nature, Zero Attack and Speed IVs, with Giga Drain, Spore, Rage Powder, and Clear Smog. Kind of your go-to, like, alright, we need to control what's going on in this game, make people attack me, get rid of some things, we'll put something to sleep. Mm-mm-mm. And it's also... So your speed control is all about making yourself faster, which means you might be in trouble with a Trick Room team. And this Among Us is very slow, and it actually runs train in Trick Room because it can spore most things in a Trick yeah. Room team. And so it's like a soft, soft answer to Trick Room, but you need one. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's your Trick Room answer. So if you know mm-hmm. they're bringing Trick Room... Your Amoongus can come in and actually make things worse for them. Yeah. Yeah. But that is the team. So, all right, we will head on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! All right. And we are back with the mailbag section. As always, this section is sponsored by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 All right. Uh, we had two email responses in today. Uh, the first one coming in from Z Paladin. What it do, Puckle Crew? Hope everyone is doing well and enjoying the holiday season. I love this time of year as we get closer to Christmas and the new year. And in this particular year, we also have a brand new competitive scene for Pokemon. I got into competitive battling in the last two years, and I've really dug into learn different teams and strategies. My focus has been on VGC, and that has some really neat ideas come forward with these new Pokemon. Uh, there are very powerful sweepers that can be enabled later in the game, Houndstone and King Gambit, along with various speed control stats, Prankster Tailwind, and Armor Rouge Trick Room. Obviously, with the new gimmick, there is an entirely other factor to play around, which keeps the game fresh and exciting. Uh, will the enemy Magnezone Terra into Flying-type to avoid Earthquake? Or will you Terra your support Pokemon to a Dark-type to avoid Prankster Taunt? There's so much potential with Terra-types in VGC to help ensure you get the extra turn or alternately win harder uh, with a boost to stab. I'm still trying to work out a team that fits my playstyle. I'm thinking Sandstorm, or Sandstorm at the moment. So I'm playing around with different mons on Showdown until I find something that gels. Well, you should check out the team of the episode that we just put. That's a great Sandstorm team you should play around with, Z. <laughs> this is probably my favorite part of the meta where everyone tries different things, and it's super neat to see what people come up with. That's all I have for now. Till next time, Z Paladin. <laughs> that was nice. I mean, th- there's nothing more to say. I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Immediately when they uh, brought up terror types, I was just... I was so excited at the potential for the um the competitive meta and like I don't I don't even really do that because I'm not that good at it. It makes me so excited to watch really good players play. You know what I mean? Yes. I agree with you. Yeah. Yes, because even more so than the previous gimmicks, Terra can really like turn a match around in a second. Yes. And it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I, I really like it. I flipped on Terra like three times now. I went from, <laughs> oh, this is a cool idea to, okay, maybe this is a little busted to, actually, this could be fun. And like, depending on the format you play in, I think Terra can be, is, is, is like exciting and fun. Granted, I've played a whole bunch of Little Cup this generation, and I think Terra and Little Cup is super cool. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> well, granted, like, a lot of the Pokemon don't live very long anyways, so you're already, like, one-shotting things. So the ability to live hits or get extra KOs, I think, you know, doesn't warp the meta that much. Whereas in, like, oh, you, you can just, like, up, oh, I tear it to this one thing, and now you can't stop me. Mm, I see. I haven't looked that much into a you. I've been watching a bit of VGC on YouTube. And I think as far as VGC goes, since there are only four Pokemon per side, so there's only four Pokemon Ken, Terra, and since, um, well, some of them have one or two, maybe three Terra types that they tend to have the current meta. So it's not as wild as I was imagining it before, um, you know, the meta actually started. It's still pretty freaking wild. <laughs> Oh, yeah. VGC so, <laughs> was already a headache to keep track of. And now with this new thing, it's like it's been very entertaining to watch. I think it might be slightly frustrating to play. I haven't <laughs> tried yet. It's definitely new. And I'm excited to see where it you know, ends up. Whimsicott, why don't you take the next email? I will. So this one is from Gigasaurus Games. And they say, hello, Paco Crew. As always, the show this week was very well done. Thank you. I wasn't on it, but thank you from the Yeah, guys. thank you. Um, and it actually prompted action from me this time. The discussion this week was about competitive, especially you, finally convinced me to go design a proper team on Showdown based on the show. The first team I made was a joke team with all three Volcaronas. Oh, that's right. You can technically <laughs> do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's funny. I decided to build a team featuring Revival Blessing and Annihilate, since it was compared to my friendly neighbor, Dracovic. And that thing is absolutely a monster, even as bad as I am at laddering. The only thing that has consistently caused me trouble on the ladder, other than my bad play, come on, stop, stop putting yourself down, um, is the frequency of other Cyclizar plus Ghost teams, which prevents me from reliably choice-locking into one of my stab moves before something has been taken off the field. As a side note, half the team I designed can clear hazards, which is pretty fun. Oh, that, that's always we have that option. I've also been surprised by Chi Yu, as was I the first time I saw the it. Fish. I laughed so much. I laughed <laughs> so much. I, I think this might be my favorite, like, regional mythical slash legendary. Um, I, I, so I like both, both that and Chi and Pao a lot. They are very cute and very silly, and it's just, it's a, it's a fish fire. I, I think this was a brilliant design, and I am... I love it. ...so incredibly proud of them. Uh, I love it. I love it a lot. Um, uh, anyway, uh, I've also been surprised by Chiyu, since I decided to throw it onto my team as well from the discussion. After using it a fair bit, the conclusion I have come to is, why does that thing have base 100 speed? It didn't need it. It already hit hard enough without needing to be fast as well. Base 100 means that it's fast enough to reasonably run specs instead of a scarf. And it hits ridiculously hard with it. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Pokemon that I don't remember you mentioning on the show that has really come through for me on this team as well is Great Tusk. It seems to have a surprisingly decent speed tier for how hard it hits with both Headlong Rush and Close Combat, and it seems to be pretty good at killing the most common spin blocker I've run into in Golden Go. I don't know that I have any other insights, since I've mostly been busy with Endless Semester stuff and haven't really gotten to competitive outside of that this generation. Thank you for all you do in putting together this show every week, and good luck at Arlington! Ah, that's so nice. <laughs> I, I know that we want to do a lot more 
come next year with a competitive, at least with the Puckle community. At least that's my plan is trying to run some of the uh, tournaments and whatnot. But I'm sure we'll bring back some battle clinics and whatnot to get things set up because we also have to get things ready for the UUTC when that comes. That's going to be crazy. So I think both these people already have the Green Tauros badge for 2022. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> if you don't, uh, just message one of us and we'll give it to you. But I'm pretty sure you both do already. Um, and that's it. We don't have any other emails this week. Um, if you'd like to send an email next week, uh, topic, what are some quality of life changes that you liked or, or what are some changes, I guess, to Gen 9 that you liked or did not like that you want to share? This is your time to vent, uh, because that will be reading all of them next week. <laughs> I mean, That's if right. we ever give the show back. <laughs> yeah, if we give the show back, but... <laughs> You know, tell us what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show. About the games, not the show. <laughs> I mean, they can tell us what they like they about the show. They can tell, too. Yeah, that's fine. We do have an annual survey for that, but they still can tell us in an email, of course. Oh, of course. You know, what you like about Gen 9, what you didn't like about Gen 9, things that could have been changed, thoughts, opinions, everything that you like, don't like, great, good, bad, all the same. And we are on YouTube, Twitch, as the Puggle Podcast. I think we're also on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yep. Join the Discord. Yes, join the Discord. Join the Discord if you're not joining the Discord. So we can talk to all of us and have some fun. Thatch will be back next week, hopefully. And that's it from us. Uh, I have been Claude9. I have been the Fluffiest Moosigot. And I've been Basket. And we'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. It's closing time. Yeah.